Yeah, it's not good. Um, where do we start today? Where do we start? It's either rock bottom, the bottom, or in the middle for Michigan. Um, the Lions and State, dude. Probably the worst sports weekend of my lifetime, if I had to say. MSU, we'll start with them because I think I'm going to get more angry talking about them. So we get up, we we get the blood to a boil, and then we can coast down. 41-7, to non-competitive, Mel Tucker jacking off. Um, D'Antonio, he's back on the sidelines. Doesn't fucking matter. Harlan Barnett, first game, interim. This is his dream job. Doesn't matter. Noah Kim, if he just cleans up a couple things, this guy, he's got a strong arm. He can make the throws, just clean up. It doesn't matter. Offensive line. They're learning. Kapilovich, he's a, one of the best in the conference. Doesn't matter. Also, don't believe it. The defense, though. What happens? We're going to be able to, I'm quoting myself here. I'm quoting my idiotic self. What happens when we get pressure with four? Doesn't matter. Secondary, dude. They've improved. These young guys are the future. I said that shit. Malik Spencer, Dylan Tatum, Jaden Mangum. These guys can get it done. Doesn't matter. What else is there? Wide receivers. Doesn't matter. I don't think they were particularly bad. Doesn't fucking matter, though. I mean, it's the worst game I've probably ever seen MSU play. I've said in my life that I can remember where I wasn't like a kid running around and I, whoa. First game I've watched in my life where I have a brain, where I'm storing memories, where I think I have a clue of how football works. It's probably the worst. I mean, how how did it get worse from last season? I was at the game in Seattle last year, 38-29 or something the final was, and it wasn't close. That game wasn't close. We got smoked. 38-29, that's not so bad. No, we got fucking murdered. I was there. It was never competitive. It was never close. I cheered maybe once. How did it get worse? I don't know. I don't know. I wish I did. I would write a fucking letter to Michigan State football. I would. I'd tell them, hey, guys, you got to do this, this, and that, and then you don't lose by 40 fucking points at home against the team that embarrassed you last year. I don't even know where to – I don't know where to start, dude. I don't know what to say. I mean, we all watched it, right? If you watch the game, there's nothing I'm going to tell you that you didn't know. You know what I mean? Like – they were uncompetitive from the very start. We, I think we got the ball first. We picked up one first down. Nathan Carter ran the ball for like five yards. It was a first down. All right, here we go. People are clapping. Spartan Stadium's alive. We're selling booze for the first time ever. You thought you've seen electric Spartan Stadium crowds before this weekend? Wait till we get a couple Oberons in the folks up there. Nope. Doesn't matter. They picked up the first down, and then there wasn't a single good thing that happened the rest of the game. The only other positive play that we made 
was uh, Jordan Hall tipped the pass, and they still caught that shit and went for a touchdown. I don't know. I don't. I don't even know. Like everything sucks. It's not even. It's not even a well. You know, dude. If we if we just had a better secondary, that's what we kept telling everyone last year. That's what we kept telling ourselves the first every year of the Mel Tucker era. Man, you know, we we do some good things, but like once the secondary gets fixed up. We'll be fucking ready to go. Just wait. Scotty Hazleton, he knows what he's doing. He's a good coach. Just get him the personnel that can execute the game plan. Fucking bullshit. That's not true. How is it worse? How do you come out in that same game against the same opponent? You know what they did to you last year. You know exactly how they're going to try to beat you again. And you let it happen easier? You offered less resistance? Every time we got the ball, too, we didn't have shit to show for it. The only other feeling the whole game where I felt a shred, like, all right, maybe MSU can do something. I think it was Washington's third possession. I think it was already 14-0. And we got him off the field on a third down. By the grace of God, dude, we pulled Willy Wonka's golden ticket and forced them to punt. And it was like, okay, not an ideal start. We still got 75,000 strong. They want to see something. We still believe D'Antonio's still on two legs. Let's fucking go down the field, score a touchdown, 14-7, and then we can work. Then we've got a little bit of positive momentum. Then the game can start for us. Nope. Got him off the field by a miracle. Got the ball back three and out, or no, it came through that terrible fucking interception at midfield, and that was it, and the game ended, and then they scored every time they got it. We punted every time we got it, and that was the game. Oh, we're terrible, dude. I mean, we're terrible. There's no, there's no two ways around it. There's no sugarcoating it. There's no, well, wait till Mel gets his guys in. Wait till next year. Well, we're still, it's D'Antonio's guys. These guys aren't even power five players. None of that. There is no, wait, the secondary. Wait till we patch up the secondary. We'll be, we'll be a pretty good unit on defense. Nope. That's bullshit too. The offensive line, we're getting some of these young guys in there. Kapilovich, he's a hell of a coach. He's going to coach these guys up. They're going to learn who they're supposed to block. They're going to play with an edge. That's fucking bullshit. Every single thing we thought, I thought, would be an improvement, every single thing that I want in this offseason go, I mean, they can't possibly be worse than they were last year, right? They all are. They all are. The quarterback plays worse, and Peyton Thorne was a fucking nobody. The running back play, I guess I'll give the edge to Nathan Carter. Offensive line play, somehow worse. We had the worst offensive line in the fucking universe last season. They somehow got worse. All we did was add these four-star recruits. Yeah, they're freshmen. Yeah, they're sophomores. All these other guys that came back are a year older, a year stronger, a year longer with Kapilovich in the system, learning how blocking an offense works. Bullshit. Didn't do anything. The receivers, I mean, there's nothing to say with them. What can you complain about when Noah Kim can't throw an eight-yard drag route? What can you complain about when I swear to God, 10 of Noah Kim's throws were either two yards over someone's head or two yards in front of their feet? Can't complain about the receivers. They're not throwing the fucking ball. Defense, I thought the defensive line, it's shore up against the run. We'd be able to get after the quarterback a little bit. Zion Young, this guy's great. Brandon Wright, he's off to a good start. Jacoby Winman, Adelai, you name him. We've got him. We'll be able to get a little bit of pressure. Yeah, he gets the ball out quick. Yeah, they got a great offense. We're not going to sack the guy 10 times, but maybe we'll throw him off, make him move a bit in the pocket. 
speed him up a little bit. Fucking all of that. Bullshit. None of that happened. The secondary, nobody improved. Young guys, four stars, doesn't matter. They fucking stink too. I mean, it's terrible. Now Mel Tucker's fired officially. We kind of saw that coming, but they did put it in writing. He's out. And the worst part is, I don't think that fucking matters either. I don't think if Mel coaches that game, it's one point different. Maybe we lose by a bit more, I suppose. I don't think whoever the next guy is, I don't want to get cynical. I don't want to get cynical, but I feel cynical. I'm thinking dark things. I mean, how could you watch that game Saturday? Think about the state of the program. Think about, like, forget the Mel Tucker stuff and forget the fact that he's gone and we're going to have to restart again with someone new. Even what Mel was doing, even if that was Mel's team, even if Mel was coming back, even if we had the number one fucking recruiting class in the country coming in next year, how the how do you have faith? How do you have faith? Nothing's changed. It's the same exact shit-ass product that it was last year. Every single problem we had last year, the year 2021 when we got smoked by OSU, every single problem we had then is a problem we have now. If anything, it's gotten worse. The core, the core principles to being a good football football team, blocking people and getting to the quarterback, we haven't gotten 1% better at since Mel Tucker became the head coach. How could you not feel cynical? I don't have any faith in whoever the next guy is. It could be Nick Saban. No faith. It could be Dion. I got no faith. We are a dead program with a dead team. Everyone going, support these guys. Support these guys. They might transfer out. Support them. Okay. Okay. They can transfer. I wouldn't blame them. It'll probably benefit you a lot if you're a Michigan State football player right now and you're somehow hearing this. It'll probably do you and your football career a lot of favors if you transfer out of Michigan State. That's a that's a fact. It's a cold, hard fact. It's going to get worse before it gets better. And what we just did on Saturday is about as bad as it can possibly get in big-time college football. We're not a big-time program. We're a fucking joke. Our fan base is a joke. Our coaching staff's a joke. The team's a joke. The guys who play, go ahead, transfer, support these guys. They're a fucking joke. They're the ones giving up 50-yard bombs. They're the ones who don't understand how to block the guy in your A-back, A-gap when he's blitzing right up the middle in front of your face. They're the ones who don't understand how to get off a one-on-one block. Go ahead, dude. I don't fucking care. No holds barred. This isn't a feel-good party. We said the same shit after the Central game. People were booing. Rightfully so, because we were playing like dog ass. Turns out, turns out we were playing like ourselves. We are just dog ass. People were going, oh, don't boo. Oh, don't boo. These guys work so hard. They need your support. Don't boo them. We fucking suck. Why wouldn't we boo? The coaches suck. The players suck. Our quarterback can't complete a six-yard curl route. Why the fuck wouldn't we boo? Nobody can get off a block. Nobody covers anyone. We can't tackle. They're tipping passes for touchdowns. Why wouldn't we boo? Who the fuck cares? Since when Since when is high-level Division I sports about like feelings and making sure everyone's happy and everybody gets clapped for? Since when is it about that? And since when, when you get smoked by 40 points, in the biggest game you've played at home 
since 2021? Since when is that? Like, uh, hey, rally around the guys. Since when is that the, the reaction? I don't give a fuck about anybody associated with the program. I don't, are universities a joke? The athletic department's a joke? The people who make all of these decisions, the people who are going to hire Mel Tucker's successors, they're all fucking idiots who don't know what they're doing. Everything about MSU at the moment is a complete and utter joke. It has been since 2021. It was a joke since 2017 before that. And it was a joke since 2015 before that. And before Mark D'Antonio, everything was a joke going back to the 60s. What is there to be happy about? What is there to go? Well, you know, they, you know, they did their best. That was the fucking best. That was their best. I hope that wasn't their best because they just got clocked by 40. I know Washington's great and they are. They're trying to make a college football playoff. Wouldn't be surprised if they did. Michael Penix is nuts. Their receivers are nuts. Kalen DeBoer, their head coach, is actually good at being a coach. It's awesome. I'm happy for Washington. I'm happy for Washington fans. I'm happy for the people of Seattle, dude. They got a great football program. They're electric. And you know what the crazy thing is? They're at a point right now where Penix is going to go to the league next year. They'll probably be pretty good again next year. They might not win 11 games. They might not be as good as they are right now, but they'll probably still be pretty fucking good because they have people there who have a clue of what they're doing. We're a joke. You know what I'm saying? When Washington, if they lose the USC later in the season and they fall to 9-1, and one, Washington fans, you should clap it up. You should support those guys. You should hold your heads high. You should keep on supporting because they're a hell of a team. Football's tough. It's very hard to win all the games, especially when you play big-time programs like USC. Heads high. When you're when you're coming off an embarrassment of a 5-7 and seven la- season last year where you played the same team and got embarrassed then, there's nothing to clap about. There's nothing to be – support these guys. What the fuck am I supporting? Getting embarrassed? What is there to support? Being shit? What? Why? I, I, I don't understand that. Uh, I don't think it's a victim mentality, but that like, oh, it's all sunshine and butterflies and rainbows mentality. We are a horrible college football team and program at the moment. There's nothing to be excited about. When they announce the next head coach, no matter who it is, it could be Bill fucking Belichick. When they announce the next head coach, I don't even know if there's anything to be excited about then because we've entered a prove it stage. There's no more talking a bunch of shit when our head coach is two and four in his career at MSU. There's no talking a bunch of shit when he pulls in the 23rd ranked recruiting class, even though he hasn't won a bowl game yet. There is no more talking shit where we have one Heisman running back and haven't done anything of relevance otherwise. That That's all out the window for State, no matter who the next guy is. Oh, it's Jonathan Smith. We, he built Oregon State. Imagine what he'll do here. Shut up. Shut up. Oh, Mike Elko, he won at Duke. Nobody wins at Duke. What? He's going to win fucking big at state. Shut up. It doesn't matter. Sean Lewis, look at how he's got Colorado's offense. Shadur's an NFL player because of this guy. Shut up. We stink. We are the joke of college football. I never want to see anything like that again in my life. And the sad part is 
the sad part is we probably will this season against Michigan, against Ohio State, against Penn State. Fuck it. They might pull that shit this week against Maryland. Why not? Next week on the road against Iowa, we might lose by 30 then too. It's a joke. Everything about it. We are a dead program. There's nothing to be excited about. There's nothing to clap for. There's nothing to be happy about. And until we hire the next head coach, when that day comes, you can go, all right, sweet. We have a new head coach. And then it's right back to being a fucking loser because that's what we are. And that's what we will be the day we announce whoever it is. Whoever comes here, look, they're not going to come to Michigan State because they want to take over this legendary program. They want to keep this train on the railroad. No, no. They're going to come to Michigan State because we're going to get, hey, we're going to say, hey, look, it's fucking, it's bad. It's bad. We stink. The roster stinks. Our university stinks. Um, Fans are losing interest by the minute. So we're going to give you an exorbitant amount of money to leave your job now and come to Michigan State. And that's all we have to offer. We got nothing else to say. That's going to be our pitch. It's going to have to be our pitch. We have nothing to offer a single coach in the country other than money. And the only reason that is, is because MSU has been around for 170 years because the endowments, however many billion, because we got multimillionaire donors, because people from Michigan are addicted to football. That's the only reason, because we got money to blow. We got 50,000 kids enrolled. We got money to give the head coach. That's it. We don't have players to give you. We don't really have, I mean, we got a little tradition, but in the last 10 years, we don't have, since 2015, tradition, relevance. We don't have that to give you. Yeah, we got a new facility. That's nice. Got some money. We got a cool logo, cool jerseys. We're pretty, I would say, as much as people try to clown state and say they're regional, we're pretty national. There's MSU people everywhere in the world. We can offer you that. Can't offer you anything related to building a football team, but we can give you money. We can put you up in a nice house in Okemos. That's our pitch. We're a dead fucking program. I don't care. <clears throat> I don't care what happens the rest of the way. Yeah, I'd like to beat Michigan. I mean, we're not going to. I don't know how anybody could have watched that game Saturday and come away with any other remotely different opinion of the Michigan, Penn State, or Ohio State game. All three of those teams are going to slaughter us because they're real. Because they win. Because they have a fucking clue. We are a chicken with our head cut off and the chicken's missing both its legs. We stink. It's a dark time. We're, it's, I don't know, last four years have been a waste. Nothing to show. And we've got at least four more of that same shit, if you ask me. Whoever we get, unless we get Deion Sanders, unless we get Nick Saban, and we don't have $40 million a year to give either of those guys, so they're not going anywhere. We're not getting anybody who's turning this around in year one. We're not getting anybody who's pulling a top 20 recruiting class next year. Nothing of the sort. It's going to be dark for three, four, maybe five years at MSU. It's going to get worse before it gets better. And it's fucking bad as it stands. Terrible. Embarrassing. Feel bad for the people who spent their money going to the game. I got friends out here in California that flew home and went to the game. Feel bad for them. Uh, MSU should refund their flights. Feel bad for people like myself who talked ourselves into it, had faith, got hopeful, 
do stupid shit like this, saying, whoa, but how could we possibly be worse? The offensive line for sure will be better. The defensive line will definitely be better. I feel bad for fucking assholes like us. I I don't know if I even feel bad for the players, dude. You're the ones on the team. You're the ones who got killed. I don't feel bad for the players, bro. Your college is fucking paid for. You were the ones trying to cover those dudes and letting them run for a thousand fucking yards. You're the ones who don't understand how a run block works. I don't fucking feel bad. The coaching staff, I certainly don't feel bad for. Four years, none of those guys have done an inkling of their job outside of maybe Courtney Hawkins, outside of maybe Ephraim Reed. Everybody else, you're a bum. Kapilovich, all I hear, all I hear every year, every offseason, this guy, this guy's one of the best offensive line coaches in the conference. This guy can coach. He knows what he's doing. He's going to turn these boys into something special. He sucks. Jay Johnson, brain dead. No fucking clue what's going on. Zero creativity. Scotty Hazelton? Scotty Hazelton? That guy sucks. How do you run out a worse game plan than you did last year? All your defense did the entire season. 12 games last year was get shredded. And you put out that shit against that team? You're a fucking joke, too. All these guys. Get rid of all of them. Hawkins can stay. <sighs> I just, college football season when your team is a zero is not fun, especially when when you were in college, your team not only wasn't a zero, but was winning big tens in the college football playoff when, you know, so recently, but it is, we're coming up on 10 years of the prime of the D'Antonio era, like that feels so... That's there. We saw that. We live for that. We know it's attainable. We know it's possible. Feels fucking impossible now. I don't know. It's tough. Quick break. We'll talk about something that's not much better, the Lions. And if that wasn't enough, Sunday morning comes around and the Lions fucking shit their pants, the bed, the dry cleaning store against the Seahawks. How did they lose that game? How did the Lions lose that game? How did the Lions lose that game? No, I'm not as upset about the Cats. A couple reasons. One, beat the Chiefs the week before. That was fucking awesome. That still happened. Two, we're one and one. That ain't bad. One and one. Detroit Lions, 500. That's a fucking Super Bowl season for us. Two, it's only week three. Plenty more football left. Three, Packers, one and one. Bears, crumbling organization, 0-2. Vikings stink, 0-2. We got plenty of time. But some bad stuff happened. Um, First things first. Now, look, much like the MSU-Washington game, we played the exact fucking same game as we did last year against Seattle. That makes me really angry. That makes me very annoyed, dude. Albert Einstein, definition of insanity. Repeating the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. How do you go from the Seattle game last year, the first half of the season last year, watching your defense get toasted every single week the same exact fucking way? Last year, second half of the season, we change it up. Get a little pressure on the quarterback. Defense isn't great, but they force a couple punts. They give enough work for the offense to go win games. 
it improves, shit starts to happen. How did we go backwards? Week one against the Chiefs. I know Kadarius Tony dropped 50 passes. That's still fucking Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid. Held those, what was it, 21 they scored? Held those boys to 21. And then this week, Seattle comes in, knocks us for 37. How do you go back? How do you get worse? How do you play the exact game that didn't even remotely translate to success as last year? All we did last year, we let Geno Smith stand there, have a drink, make a sandwich, call his mom, go skiing. We let him do whatever the fuck he wanted back there. And they scored 40, 40 something, 45 last season. Not good. And I think we scored like 42. It was the same thing. It was a shootout. We couldn't get a stop. Now, the difference this year is golf threw a pick. It was bad. Uh, David Montgomery, horrible, horrible fumble. Can't ha- just can't have it. I think our first play from scrimmage of the second half fumbles. You just you just can't do that. You just can't. Um, I don't care if your defense gives up a hundred points. You cannot fumble on that play on that drive in that part of the field. You just can't. You just can't. And Dan Campbell was questionable again. Now, I'm not super upset with Dan Campbell. I know he's like the easy target. Just everybody goes after him. How'd you play for overtime? And I am pissed about that. I think we got bigger fish to fry. The biggest fish is the defense. Aaron Glenn, dude, he figured it out last year. The second half of the season was way better. Okay. Um, We started to win games. Like I said, the defense wasn't lights out, but they forced a couple punts. They did just enough to win a few. The fact that this dude has just folded like a cheap suit and we are right back to doing the same shit that had us go one and eight or whatever the fuck it was is last year. That drives me insane. That actually makes me want to pull my hair out. You're a, you're a professional coach, bro. You get paid hundreds of thousands, if not millions of uh, millions of dollars to stop teams from scoring, to make it hard on them. You already have the blueprint. You have the answers to the test. You don't need to get a fucking A, but a C minus will do. And you failed it. You have the answers, bro. You saw exactly what worked last season when you changed up the scheme, when you changed up the attitude and the philosophy. I get it. There were injuries. I know James Houston fractured his ankle. That sucks. I know Aiden Hutchinson can't do it himself. I know our defensive line sucks. Bro, our defensive line sucked last year too for the first half. James Houston, nobody knew who he was for the first half. We had the same fucking thing going on last year. Every QB sitting back there, painting their nails, doing whatever the fuck they want. And then one day came along and he goes, you know what, dude? This whole strategy we like to use of just letting the QB do whatever the fuck they want hasn't been working. Maybe I'll try something new. And it worked and we started to win and it was too little too late. It was a magical thing, too little too late. Why would you not implement that exact thing? Why would you not pick up right where you, where you left off? And it felt like we kind of did against the Chiefs. I don't know if we ended up sacking Mahomes maybe once, but Hutchinson was in his face all day. We were making him move. We were making him throw it from awkward positions. We were making his footwork get a little tangled up. He's missing a couple throws. We did enough. You don't need to bring him to the ground with the ball every play, but we did enough to throw him off his game and get just enough stops. 
We weren't lights out. Some drops helped, but we did enough. Seattle, we didn't fucking start to do enough. We didn't start to do anything. We Every drive, one after another, same shit. Geno Smith standing straight up, nobody around him, picking us apart. We got all these free agent signings, though. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, we're villains, we're ski-ass, fuck. Torres Peck, he might be out for the year, that sucks. Um, fuck that, though, the ski-ass and the villain thing, fuck that. You can't be talking all of that shit and then get shredded the way he did. And it's you. It's you that got shredded. They didn't run the ball for 300 yards. They threw it on your ass all fucking day long. Run in his mouth in the locker room. It's not the same Detroit or villains. Everybody buys ski masks. It was your ass. It was your ass. Your guys, your unit. That was a, a fucking chink in the armor the size of Pluto. That's why we lost the game. Because nobody fears our secondary. Because we can't cover shit. Because Geno Smith looks like prime Aaron Rodgers sitting back there looking at us. That's why we lost talking about the villains in the scheme as quit worrying about what people are going to wear on their fucking heads of the game and figure out how to cover one guy once. Oh, oh, Cam Sutton, big signing from the Steelers. He didn't do shit. Brian Branch, great rookie. Look, awesome. Big play in that Chiefs game. Obviously, you know, second game of his career, mistakes are going to happen. He got roasted a bit too. And Jerry fucking Jacobs is still on this team. Jerry Jacobs is still on this team, bro. What are we doing here? How is he still? If Jerry Jacobs plays in week three, I don't know if I'll be more upset with Dan Campbell or Aaron Glenn, but somebody needs to be woken up. Jerry Jacobs, Doug, you could put a fucking shoe shiner you found at Nordstrom out there in the secondary. He would have done a better job than Jacobs Sunday. He got every fucking pass they threw to the guy was a 30-yard touchdown. Every single time Jerry Jacobs' name got called, someone was in the painted grass dancing. Every single fucking time. Anytime it was third and eight and the Seahawks need this. Running out of time, the Seahawks need this. Any fucking time it was a high leverage play, you bet your ass Jerry Jacobs is watching somebody catch a football four yards in front of his face. You bet your ass. How the fuck have we not shored that up? You got to do one or the other. You got to be able to cover or you got to be able to get to the quarterback. And everybody with a fucking brain knows get to the quarterback. It's the easiest way to have a good defense. It's the easiest way to improve. If you get to a QB, doesn't matter if it's Mahomes or Chad Henney. Tough to play quarterback with 300-pound dudes in your face all game. It's tough to do it. Tough to play QB when you got two seconds to get rid of the ball every time you have it. It's tough to do your job. When you've got seven seconds and everyone's wide, it's like playing a fucking video game on rookie mode. I'm supremely disappointed in the defense. Supremely disappointed in Glenn. Very disappointed in the line. Um, look, I know Hutch gets no help. I know he gets doubled every play. He didn't do shit either, if we're being honest. He wasn't like he was in the Chiefs game, and he was getting doubled every play then. He was getting held then. He didn't do shit. Knocked down one pass. Didn't do shit otherwise. It's tough to watch. Tough to watch. Tough to watch us losing games the same exact way we lost them last year for the same exact reason as we lost them last year. Same way, same opponents, same shit. Tough to watch.
Now, the good news is the Lions aren't dead. They're not a dead program. We're not a dead coaching staff in front office. We're not a dead roster. We got players. We can figure it out. They did it last year. All we got to do this year is not wait until week nine to figure out how to win games. All we need to do this year is figure it out week three, figure out what we need to do to be successful every single Sunday. That's all. That's a doable thing. That's an easy fix. We have the answer to the test. Just take the test sooner. Offense was unreal, I thought. Um, Yeah, the golf pick was tough. I think it got tipped or it hit. I don't know. I think that pass got tipped, though. It was tough. It being a pick six and the time that he threw it was what felt like a dagger. Um, In the moment when that play happened, it felt like it was over. The Lions, credit to him, battled back, forced OT. They could have easily fucking quit. Same old Lions, they quit. Same old Lions, that pick six happens, the game's over. Forget about it. They battled back. They found a way. They got the ball back when they needed it. They scored. They forced OT, which is cool. You don't get fucking points for OT. You don't get a win for forcing OT. But if there is a silver lining, something to be encouraged by, that was solid. I thought other than that throw, golf was awesome the entire game. I think golf's been very good both weeks. Um, Every time he throws it, I have confidence. It's going to find the receiver every time he drops back to pass. I think it's going to be a good play. You know, he did make the mistake, but I feel like he's pretty good. Knock on wood at limiting mistakes. He sucks at avoiding sacks. That's never going to change. It is what it is. Offensive line play I thought was pretty good. Um, David Montgomery, you know, the fumble was horrible and he got hurt, which fucking blows. Dude, that was maybe the worst part. Losing sucked. Maybe the worst part of the game was how everybody got injured. The wide receivers I thought were better. Amon Ra, he played with an injured toe, but I thought he was good. He made some big fucking catches. Craig Reynolds, I mean, uh, Josh Reynolds made some some big plays. We need J-Mo back. Laporta was good. That was kind of his coming out party. Um, I'd like to use him more, dude. He catches everything. He's a big fuck. He gets open a good amount of teams. I'd like to use Laporta more, especially if Amon Ra is going to be banged up now. We could use JMO though. We could use another weapon. We could use another guy in the passing game to just take a little bit of concentration off Amon Ross St. Brown. They talked about it during the game. Every time the guy goes out for the pass, Seattle just layered him. Seattle targets him. They know this is the fucking guy they want to get the ball to every time they run a pass play, and they did a pretty good job of taking it away. He started to get open more as the game went on, and he did make a couple big plays. But we, we need someone to just take a little bit of emphasis off him. My biggest complaint offensively, Jameer Gibbs, bro. Fucking use the guy. Use him. Use him. I wasn't upset after week one when he didn't get a ton of action. And they said, we're going to implement him more and more. Be patient. We're letting him feel the speed of the game. Wasn't upset after the Chiefs. Wasn't upset with that. But they did say. We're going to use him more. We're going to get him the ball in creative ways. Are you, dude? Are you going to get him the ball? Are you going to fucking use him? Do it. Do it then. David Montgomery goes out and Jameer Gibbs is still nowhere to be found. What is that about? You spent the 12th overall pick in the draft on him. Do not tell me. Do not tell me you spent the 12th pick 
in the draft on a running back. And when your other running back gets hurt, he still isn't at the point where you're willing to give him the football yet. Don't tell me that because I defended Brad Holmes. I defended Dan Campbell when they took him. When the world was casting judgment down, going, this guy's an idiot. What's he doing? Running back in the first round, Brad Holmes has lost his mind. I was defending him. And even though he didn't play a ton against KC, when he did get the ball, you saw why they did it. But again, but this week, we just are afraid. This week, he's not allowed to have it. David Montgomery's out of the fucking game. Sucks. He got hurt. It's not ideal. Give Jameer Gibbs the ball. Put him in the game. You put the 12th pick on this guy. And you're afraid in week two at home when the other guy's down with an injury. It's not like we've got 80 running backs lined up to take snaps. Put him in the game. Use him. Have him run routes. Fucking get Jameer Gibbs involved. You know. I know. The Seahawks know. Everybody knows. Amon Ra needs a little bit of help in the passing game. Line Jameer Gibbs up opposite of him in the slot. Take a little bit of pressure off. It's the 12th fucking pick. The training wheels shouldn't be on this guy. Especially not when you're in a one-possession game down to the wire that's a shootout and you need the score every time you get the ball. Put Jameer Gibbs in the fucking game. That drove me nuts. That was my biggest complaint of the offense. Why did we go that get this guy that early? If when our other running back, David Montgomery, goes down, you still won't use him. How does that make any sense? I'm looking at you, Brad. Looking at you, Dan. How does that make any fucking sense? All right, last thing with the Lions. Probably the most disappointing part of the game. Uh, I mean, the defense was the defense was unwatchable. But Dan Campbell, dude, look. Love Dan. I'm still riding with Dan. I'm not sitting here going, well, I don't know. This guy might need a game manager. The inconsistency, though, the aggressiveness, I don't understand it. Fourth downs. I think he went for two of them in the first half. He went for one that was on our own, like 40. We didn't get it. It was aggressive. It was bold. But Dan Campbell's the guy who faked upon at our own, like, 10-yard line last week, and it paid off. Dan Campbell's whole thing. Since he got to Detroit, even the year we went three and 13, all of last season, whether we were losing or whether we were winning, Dan Campbell's entire MO since he's gotten to Detroit has been aggressiveness. It's been playing to win. We're not going to leave it up to you. We're going to take the shit into our hands. We will decide the outcome. One for a couple fourth downs. The one on our side of the field didn't get it. Maybe that was a little questionable, but you know what? Probably punt the ball away, but you know what? Watching the game, I said, okay, look. This is what Dan does. This is why he's Dan Campbell. It pays off, in my mind, more than it doesn't. I trust our offense. I trust our line. I trust Jared Goff. I think we'll pick it up. This is Dan being Dan. I got no problem with it. Didn't get it. That sucks. Probably should have punted it. Fuck it, though. A lot of game left. Have the defense. You know, someone needs to make a play at some point defensively. We'll get the ball back. We'll score more. It's fine. Later, I believe, still in the first half. We were at Seattle. It was like Seattle's 25, another fourth down. Now this one, I think we were down three. So a field goal would have tied the game, or maybe we were tied and a field goal takes the lead. But it was a tight game at this point, like 14-14 or 14-17. Fourth down, their side goes for it again. This one, you take the points, right? You take the points. Um, you know, not every fourth down needs to be a go for it fourth down. The field goal ties the game. You're at the 25, take the points, okay? Goes for it again, same shit. This time I'm a little more upset. This time a little bit more like, 
yeah, this is the wrong idea. This isn't what we should be doing, Dan. I love you. Kneecaps, aggressiveness, man, all that stuff. But kick the fucking field goal, bro. But take a deep breath. Take a sip of your coffee. And I go, all right. Look, this is what Dan does. This is what Dan does. We'll go for it. Same deal. I got confidence in Jared, the offensive line, Ben Johnson. Fine. Didn't work again. Little upset. End of the game comes around. We get the stop. We finally sack Geno Smith with the Anzalone play. It's like fourth and 35. They punt it, get the ball at the 50. We had like it was like two minutes we had. I think we had like two minutes or a minute and a half and all of our timeouts. We pick up two first downs. Easy. Two first downs, real fast, back to back. We're at like their 30 yard line. I want to say there was 50 seconds left. We have all of our timeouts and all of a sudden we hit the fucking break. We decide, you know what, dude, we don't want to score a touchdown. We don't want to score a touchdown with 10 seconds left and go away winning. Fuck that. You know what? Let's stall. Let's run the ball a couple times. Let's quit moving it. Let's quit being aggressive. Let's take the points and go to OT. That's where I have the problem. Your whole thing, Dan, is aggressiveness. Your whole thing is playing to win. Your whole thing is putting the game in our hands. We had the game in our hands. We had plenty of time. We were on their side of the 30, all of our timeouts, all the momentum in the world was on our side. We just got that stop. We battled back from a 10 point deficit to force or to get, or I guess at this point it was a seven point deficit. We got the ball back last drive of the game. I don't think anybody, when Jared Goff threw that pick, I don't think anybody thought we'd be in this spot. Now we got a chance to win it in front of a sold-out, lit-up Ford Field. Amon Ra's in the game. Jared's fucking dealing. Seattle's on their heels. You got a chance to go down and score and end this fucking game. No ifs, ands, or buts. Geno Smith doesn't get another say. Pete Carroll doesn't get to do shit. It's over. And now? And now? You want to sit back and let the clock run out after you went for that fourth down on our side of the 50, after you passed on the field goal in the first half that made all of the sense and went for it then. Now you want to call off the dogs. Now's the time to play conservative. Now's the time to go for the tie. What the fuck was that about? What the fuck was that about? Outside of the defense being a joke, the coaching decision at the end of the game, biggest grievance. You can't do that. You cannot do that. You can't build your entire creed and motto off aggressiveness and playing to win and biting kneecaps. You can't go for those two fourth downs, both of which you probably shouldn't have. And then at the end, the one time you should go for it. Now, I'm not saying go for that fourth down at the end. When it became fourth down, kick the field goal, take the points, force OT. But leading up to that fourth down, we were calling offense like the game was over, like we had it in the bag, like we didn't need the score. Like a touchdown or a field goal made no difference. That's how we were calling offense. You had the ability to go down, let your quarterback, who's been out of his mind for really all of last season and the first two games of this season, you had an opportunity to put the ball in his hands and let him and your wonder kid offensive coordinator who just rejected head coaching jobs to come back and call plays. You had an opportunity for those guys to pull a fucking rabbit out of the hat, go down and score and send everybody home happy 2-0, top of the division, B 
beat two playoff teams in the two first weeks, come from behind, win, show a little bit of resilience, show a little bit of grit. Even when our defense plays like shit, we still find a way to win. Even when we turn it over three times, we still find a way to win. Even when our backs are against the wall and nobody thinks we have a chance, we still find a way to win. You've got a chance to send that message, not only to the league, not only to the fans, but to your own fucking team. And you want to call off the dogs, play it safe, kick a field goal and force OT. That's bullshit, Dan. That's bullshit. That, that switch up of the ethos, reneging on everything you've said in every press conference you've held since you took the job in Detroit, that cannot happen again. Either punt the first fourth down, kick the field goal the second fourth down, fourth down, and then play for OT, or go for them, go for it, and then play to fucking win. There is no flip-flopping. There is no, oh, you know what? These fourth downs that make no sense to go for, we're going to try these. And then when you get the ball at the end and it makes sense to put all thrusters forward and try and fucking score, then you want to park the bus and take the points? Uh Uh-uh. Cannot happen again. Cannot happen again. And it was no one thing. Dan Campbell's decision-making wasn't the reason we lost, right? Three turnovers. Can't have it. One of which was a pick six. I think 14 points in total off those three turnovers. Defense didn't stop anyone. No pressure. Can't have that. Didn't cover Jerry Jacobs on the team. Can't have that. But Dan, it's, you're the guy, you're the head coach. It starts and it ends with you. I know those guys are trying to get to the QB. I know Jerry Jacobs, at least I'd like to think is trying to prevent DK Metcalf from making him look like a wooden fucking step stool. I know Jared Goff didn't intend to throw a pick six. I know David Montgomery didn't want to fumble. Dan, you t- all you talk about is being aggressive. You showed us we're going to be aggressive, both in week one and earlier in the same game. And then inexplicably, you call it off. Unacceptable. Can't have it again. That all said, chins up. Don't want to hear any of this same old Lions shit, even though that game felt very same old Lionsy. Let's not forget that Chiefs game. Week one, that shit felt like same old Lions. They found a way. Still got to clean it up, dude. Can't turn the ball over. The offense kind of calmed. I think the offense is starting to come together. And the defense, you don't need to be great. The defense doesn't need to be great. We don't need to be the steel curtain. Just a couple stops. Just a couple stops. And we win these games. Falcons coming to town in week three. They're fucking terrible. It's going to be loud. It's going to be raucous. Beat the shit out of them. No turnovers. Score every time we get the ball. Get a couple fucking sacks. Make Desmond Ritter look like he's struggling a little bit or at least breaking a sweat. Win the game and get to two and one. All right. That's all I got today. I appreciate everybody listening, supporting, buying the shirts, the secondstring.com, Michigan drop live this weekend. If you're a U of M fan, you got to check that out. I'll catch you guys later this week.